as you fall down the chute, why this man has a chute in his house, beyond your comprehension. But <laughs> you end up in the basement, or what looks to be a basement. And there's two ways out, one up the stairs that goes into the hallway, and one that goes out. You, you see a hallway, and you feel a draft coming from that mm. direction. So you feel like it is pitch mm. black, though. The only light that you see is coming from the hallway, and you hear oh. voices. Does my flashlight not work? Can I try to get a listen? Your flashlight took a bump on its way down. Well, I could still use it as a club. Can I try to eavesdrop on the voices? Yes, you can. Victoria's going to quietly move away from the bottom of the chute. Yeah. So we won't be where people expect us to be. As you try and listen to the voices, you hear Victoria fall. Mm. And <laughs> you hear the voices outside just incomprehensible. Not a language you've ever heard. Oh, I was going to say, not because I can't hear them right, but because their language is not one I speak. Yes, it does not sound anything like English. It does not sound anything like Spanish, French. How many languages do you think that Gabriella would be acquainted with? Doesn't have to know them. Gabriella would know would know English, Spanish, French, and I think probably German, German. Just from Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the news you've heard German, you've heard French, you've heard all of the um, Western leaders. What language they're talking in just doesn't sound doesn't sound romantic, it doesn't sound Germanic. Do with that what you will. Mm. You said it's just dark and I can hear them, the people talking from the hallway. Is that where the draft is coming yes. from, or is the draft coming from the other exit? The draft seems to be coming from the other way. You can vaguely make out in the darkness some shapes mm. in here, and then what looks to be a door that leads out. Or not a door, but like a hallway. I, I check with Bosco to see how he's feeling. Bosco is pointing Ooh. at something. And at this point kind of like fumbled with your flashlight Victoria enough for it to have turned back on. Okay, she's gonna look around and she's gonna keep her flashlight pointed down so there's any windows it might not go through them. You see sacks on the ground. Actually better. She's gonna cup her hand over it to kind of diffuse the light a little bit to so no one can see as well but she can get a feel for what's around. Yeah, as you start looking around a little bit, you're keeping it down, you're trying not to draw attention to it. You see these sacks on the ground, you see some wine kind of just hanging out. It looks like this is the wine cellar that he was talking about earlier. But yeah, you also see some crates, and that's about it. What is Bosco pointing at that I see in the light? The bags. Oh, the bag? Kind of take the knife and pry one of the bags open. Okay. I need you to roll both sanity and constitution. Bosco, <laughs> come on! <laughs> yeah. I, was, well, I was just saying uh, Victoria will step closer when she sees Gabriella doing yeah. that to give her a little more light. Yeah, I'm fine with my constitution. I'm not so great with my sanity. Victoria, I'll need you to roll the same. Okay, constitution is good. Ooh. Hey, I did well that time. You're doing great. So... Starting with Gabriella. Terrible odor. 
dead bodies do produce oh, a terrible odor once they bad. um once they've started to decay. And you lose four sanity. Oof, okay. Victoria, on the other hand, you don't lose any sanity, and uh, it's just a terrible smell. It's certainly disturbing. So there's there's some dead body parts in these bags. It looks to be the butler. Oh! <gasps> okay, butler's been replaced. I think the druids replaced everyone in the house except for the lawyer. And perhaps the maid. Either that or she didn't have his stomach for this. What are you saving it out of here? Oh my god, these druids mean business. They're like killing people, they're stringing them up, they're replacing them, they're putting on their clothes. I don't know why that's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're just druid druids. What strikes you is that the face is exactly the same face that you saw on the butler. Oh, hence the sanity loss. Deckard is just like, I don't think we're dealing with just the druids anymore. This is obviously what came from the tree, and... More shapeshifters, then. We need to get to that tree site. Shouldn't we want to run away forever and not have to deal with this place? We must destroy this evil. Would you rather leave this trap here for other people to fall into? Yeah, but I feel like after the, the dead bodies are everywhere, it's going to be a little harder to set the trap again. Plus, they killed the lawyer? I have a car. We can get in the car and leave. I will not leave. Who's to say it won't follow us? They're probably busy with whatever weird druid stuff is going on. I mean, maybe they'll replace the lawyer to... I don't want to leave a trap here, but we can't, like, you know, call the authorities and let them know. Why don't we move and discuss this along the way? I don't want to be here when they get here. Alright, let's take the path of the... I apologize, I don't know what my accent's doing. <laughs> you're, you're fine, you've, got, you've undergone a lot of stress. <laughs> Let's take the path with the draft rather than the path with the voices that are speaking a language I don't understand. But Decker's now curious about these voices in this language. Oh, they're in the hallway. They're speaking, and I'm obviously I'm whispering. They're speaking something that's not Germanic or Spanish or romantic in nature. I don't know what language it is, but they're speaking it pretty fluently from what it sounds like. Oh. Deckard has studied the occult for quite a while. Can, can we hear the voices, too? Faintly. To you, it sounds like English, but it sounds... Have you guys ever heard what English sounds like to non-native speakers? Yeah. It sounds about like that to you, where you feel like you can make out words, but you can't, and that's just as a whisper. But if you listen really carefully, you can tell. This doesn't sound English at all. This sounds absolutely like mm. gibberish. That's a very deep... Like... You're talking with a deep part of your throat. It sounds like they are... And wispy. Oh, wait, wait. Mm. Oh, did you see another ghost, Decker? Decker's just, um, let's go the other way. We're, we're yes. just going to ignore these voices and, um, yes, I want no part of this. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> Agreed. So let's get a move on. So Victoria's gonna point her flashlight towards the way we're going uncovered so she can get her knife back and have it at the ready. I need you to roll a constitution check, Victoria. You are still losing blood. Cool. Oh, the injury. 
Oh yeah, let's. Oh yeah. Let's Wait, let me let me do a, let me let me do a first aid to help with that. Yeah. Yeah. So the blood loss isn't significant enough for you to have lost any more health. You do need to get that fixed. Soon. I have a thirty. I have a fifty. I'm gonna do first aid on my. I'm gonna be like, here, hold this for a second. I'm gonna first aid on myself. Yeah, hold the flashlight. And... Cause I don't, I don't have a gun. I just have the knife in one hand and. Yeah, I could do that, right? Yeah, tell me what you're doing to yourself. So I'm gonna find a scrap of cloth or something, or maybe like take my jacket off or something to like wrap around to staunch the bleeding. Okay, go ahead and roll. Oh, come on. So, you look around and you find the scrap of cloth that you could probably just wrap around it, and it stops the bleeding. But, you're probably gonna need to disinfect that later. Oof, yeah. Yeah. This'll work for now, but we need to go, and I'm probably going to need to go to the hospital. I might have a first aid kit in my car, but, again, we have to go, you know play Nightmare Forest for a little bit, so... Flashlight? Yep, here. <laughs> she's gonna take the flashlight, and she's gonna start leading the way into the tunnel that's got the draft coming through it, because I think that's where... That is where we're going, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, and as we're walking... Did one of the... Did one of the druids crawl in through the window? I think I saw something coming up before I went down the slide. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay, fair enough. That certainly wasn't human, whatever that was. Okay. You know, I've seen a lot of weird stuff today. I'm, I'm just gonna let... I'm just, we're just gonna move forward. We're just gonna move forward with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm we're just, just not gonna think about that for now. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Ghosts are maybe real. Who knows? So, <laughs> as you guys go down this hallway, the draft gets heavier and colder. And as you start to see more and more light at the end of the tunnel, you realize that you've been going down rather than straight or up. Oops. I think this might have been the wrong direction. We can always turn around if we're hit a dead end. But you do not hit a dead end. It opens up into a larger chasm. So chasm like we can see the night sky if we look up? Uh, yes. Oh, okay, so like a gash in the earth somewhere. Does it look climbable? Roll spot hidden. Oh, sure, I'll roll spot hidden. Let's find out. It looks climbable, mm -hmm. but it also looks wet because of the rain. Oh, that's right. Do we see a tree stump anywhere? No. You believe that you have gone way past the property at this point, or at least what you had seen of the property. You know that the total land is a couple hundred acres, but most people, from what you know, have never seen beyond like the garden behind the house. So all we know is we are very far from the house, and we aren't sure how to get back onto the property to get to the car. Oh, well, I guess we're stuck out here anyway, so let's look for your haunted tree. After we get out of this chasm, of course, and I look around to see, like, is there something at the other end of the chasm, or is it just... There seems to be a walkable path that leads further on into the mm. chasm. Looking down, you can see lots of water. So if need be, you could just jump off into the 
water and mm -hmm. see what happens. You aren't sure how deep it is, though. Yeah, that's that's fair. Plus, I don't want to have to track Bosco while I'm trying to survive being dumped down a river. Let's save that for our oh shit, oh shit, oh shit option. Right. Let, okay, let's just take the path. If things get hairy, we try to climb out, but it's going to be a hard climb. I'll tell you that for free. All right. You guys continue down and down and down. And as you are walking, you hear this weird screech. Hmm. Okay. And a tremor shakes the ground. Did you all roll dexterity? Oh god, something just spoke up. Oh, it's fine. It's just localized earthquakes. Hurrah! We all succeeded! Oh, nice! We did! You all grab the wall, and as you do, you hear what sounds like bats behind you. And as you guys turn around, you don't see them at all. They seem to have flown off into the night. I don't like this. That seem to is carrying a lot of weight in that sentence. You're fine. <laughs> it's Cthulhu, no we're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this is what we signed up for, though. All right. So no bats. We're just, we haven't been knocked off our perch. Just gotta keep going. I guess. <laughs> you guys keep walking, and you get to a part that starts to incline up. Hmm, okay, that's good. And it gets to a part where you have to climb, but these rocks seem to have not been drenched as much, and it seems to be a little less perilous. I'll just need um, strength or climb checks Ooh. from you guys. Yay! Uh-oh. <laughs> Folded like a napkin. Oh, oh! oh god! <laughs> <laughs> we all just fall straight on our ass! Oh man, this is great. For the viewers yeah. back home. <laughs> We got a 47 on a 30, a 50 on a 20, and a 78. <laughs> just, just some heroic <laughs> victories over here. We're doing great, guys. We got this. You guys try and climb this, and Gabriella, you're you're kind of leading the way at this point. You're determined to get out of here and do whatever you need to to just be done with tonight. You try and climb up, and it takes you a second. It's not too awfully difficult. You fall down a couple times, you scuff your kneecap a little bit, you take one damage, but you are able to get out. Deckard Lazarus. Oh yeah. You start climbing up. In your youth, this would have been easy. In your advanced age, not so much. <laughs> Gabriella lends you a hand, but on your way up, you kind of scuff like your legs and the bottom of your trousers has ripped and so the legs of your trousers are kind of exposed and you have a little bit of blood kind of streaming down your legs you'll go ahead and take two. Oh, damn it my pants <laughs> Victoria's messed up shoulders not doing her any favors right now you are unable to get up actually by yourself oh with your shoulder the way it is it is nearly impossible to climb unless you're going to open up that wound again or cause it to bleed a lot more than it already was you try you don't succeed without hurting yourself you could always push the roll if you'd like before she tries again I think she'll ask 
So are there anything up there that could I can maybe hold on to to help me climb up? I'm like lying on the dirt with like Bosco off of my shoulders because I've been trying to be very careful to make sure he doesn't have to slip or anything and I just roll over and I'm like what what is around? The way that I imagine it is that Bosco just kind of like vaulted himself up so he just like bounced off the wall <laughs> when Gabriella dies I'll just make a sheet for Bosco D- Decker just looks at Bosco <laughs> and is just <laughs> Bosco makes that face that like dogs make like oh are you mad at me I'm a dog I'm just a dog <laughs> that, that happy pant yeah and that's when Decker's pant- back of his pants rip. No! <laughs> uh, I look for, like, a tree branch or something. Okay. You find one. Okay. I, I, I asked Decker to help me, because I also have noodle strength, and... <laughs> <laughs> I like how the strongest character failed. I mean, you're injured, so that tracks. Yeah, we, we hold out True. the stick, and hopefully you can hold onto it to help, like, have decent grip on something. Victoria, I don't know how long I can hold. I've ripped my pants. <laughs> Victoria, you will be pushing the roll on this, and the rest of you, I need you to roll strength. Oh, oh no! Why? Why? <laughs> Why? It's a disaster. <laughs> I was seven away. Oh my gosh! We're getting lots of failures, guys. This is a disaster. <laughs> We were defeated by the hole. <laughs> the hole boss was the hardest. Yeah, some groups get defeated by walls, others others by doors. We have been defeated by a simple climb. <laughs> I'm inclined. <sighs> I'm inclined to think so. Oh, it stings <laughs> even more. <laughs> if Shogoth comes and puts us out of our misery. <laughs> The druids are are pointing and laughing at us from the other side of the ravine. Like, look, get a load of these fuckers! Victoria, in order to do a push roll, you just need to roll again. But if you do fail, it is significantly <laughs> worse. Would you guys awesome. like to push those strength rolls? Uh, oh you know my what? god, Why the heck pushing. not? Or would you like to spend uh, some luck? Victoria's gonna die in the second session, guys. Or you spend okay. some luck. How, how does luck work? Do we just spend the difference? I don't think I have enough luck. I will spend the seven points then. Can I give Victorious? Oh man, no. okay. Uh, Victoria, you had a seventy-eight out of fifty on your first roll. Yeah. Since this is a new system for the majority of us, I'll let you do the luck if you'd like to do on that one. So I would be spending how much? Twenty-eight. About twenty-eight. Yeah. I think. I'm bad at math. Yeah, 78 out of 50. I would be spending 28. I'm spending okay. 21 of my luck. I'm spending 7. Which I have a decent amount of luck, so I don't I'm not, I don't feel too bad about it. I spent a lot, but I'd rather us get out of this ravine mostly, mostly uninjured. I'm going to regret it later. <laughs> yeah. You'll get those back in small doses. That's like half of my luck. Just remember, you can always push rolls or spin luck as you go throughout the sessions. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a 70. Now I have 49. Alrighty. So, after that happens, uh, you guys are out of the hole. And as you guys are kind of just sitting, just panting out of breath, you notice that you're hearing the ocean. Oh. 
you were pretty close to the ocean as is. This is a coastal area. But you know you would have had to travel like a very long way, at least a mile or two, to have gotten there. We don't feel like we traveled far enough to be near the ocean. I'll be completely forward with you all. I'm not much good at navigating places in the middle of the night. It's never really been in my wheelhouse. I don't know how we're going to get out of these woods. Besides going back down and up through the basement. And I don't want to do that. For us, if we go closer to the water, we'll find some establishment of some kind. Maybe we'll run into a fisherman and he'll be a druid too. Victoria's just shaking. <laughs> As you guys turn around, you see this chasm behind you. And it's just so weird. You've never heard of this chasm before. You're pretty sure that something this big wouldn't have been left out of news articles you've heard about Amesley or out of Amesley's letters. Like, this is something that someone would probably visit a couple of times. But as the sky is opening up, the storm clouds have passed, and the moon is... It's still pretty high in the sky, but it's on its way down. You turn back around and you see the mansion in the distance, and you feel at peace not being anywhere close to it right now. What would you like to do? Victoria's gonna look around and see if she sees any signs of life or buildings or roads that isn't the mansion. You don't really see any of those. It is a cliffside down to the beaches, so you know that there wouldn't be a lot, but you do see a path that is nearby that leads back towards the mansion. Hmm... Wait, Decker's just been kind of repeating a few things because he's just... Wait, a weird language with guttural tones, impossible angles. Oh, sh- oh. I don't think these are druids anymore. Okay. What do you think they are? You're right, they're murderers now. They're worse than that. No, I mean... I think these might be some kind of cult or some kind of other deity. Oh. Because we heard, we were hearing a language that's outside of our comprehension. We definitely traveled a distance that seems impossible in an impossible amount of time. To make something a little bit more clear, I feel like I skimped on the details for this. You have been walking for a decent amount of time. Oh yeah, no. Outside of character, Deckard would definitely. It's I definitely think these are cult Cthulhu. Oh no, yeah. But inside character, Deckard can't say this because it's. It's fine because Deckard believing that it's impossible anchor angles just gives Gabriella more gas for the theory that Deckard's just having a really bad day. What with the mur- what with the murder <laughs> attempts and it's just misjudging how long we've been out and about. Gabriel, don't look at me like that. Why? I haven't. Can Victoria roll a cult to see if she's following or what she can extrapolate from Deckard's logic? Absolutely, you may. I will not be rolling right. a cult. And when uh, when Deckard says, "Stop looking at me like that," Gabriel goes, "I didn't say anything. I'm letting you parse out your thought process." Ooh, Gabriella, not me. No, not Gabriella. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Gabriella last. I'm like... Mm. Oh, I do that too. 
It happens. Victoria, all of this is just a lot of information process for you, and you somehow are able to do so with at least a cool mind. And you know enough about deities of the Celtic lore, but none of them, none of them sound to have the MO that this one seems to have, unless you are talking about the Fae. I don't know if it's a deity. I think it might be something with the Fae. You believe that the best place to look would be in that book that Deckard has. Deckard, do you still have that book? Deckard is going to pull out the book. Oh, that thing looks very old. The Book of Cycles lays before you. I was built on a Celtic burial ground. It's definitely something in the Fae, and I feel like some answers might be in there. Yes. Well, knowledge is very dangerous, but we must know. Here, let me see it. Victoria wants to start reading, or at least page through it. Okay. As you start paging through it, I need you to roll a d4 for me. Ooh. No. Three. Already. So, you lose three sanity. Mm. It's fine. And you do gain one point of Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh. Ooh. Yay. So, as you are thumbing through it, you look at the table of contents. It's written in plain English for you. And you go ahead and you flip to Burial Grounds. Or is there something specific that you'd like to look at? Well, since you're thinking deities and powerful beings, if there's a cult to a powerful being, she would want to see if she could figure out maybe if there if this book has references to different powerful beings or organizations around them that this could be behind. She probably also would want to look at burial grounds too, because that's a for sure connection. Hmm. So, how much time would you like to spend reading through this book? Deckard has no problem waiting. <laughs> I was about to say, if I can get away with it, like 30 minutes to an hour, just also give everyone else a chance to rest and catch their breath, and also if someone wants to try first aiding her shoulder a little better. I can try to do first aid? No guarantees. Deckard will just regale a long-winded story <laughs> during this whole time. <laughs> And Victoria's just very used to ignoring long-winded people. <laughs> they just keep going on and on, so she's just ignoring him. Alright, so go ahead and roll that first A check for me, Gabriella. Sure thing. Oh, oof. Yeah. You look at it and you know that this is too infected for you to do anything about it. That got infected fast. <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with, like, mushrooms that melt your bones. True. This looks like it has touched a dead person. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, we're going to need, like, some legitimate medical attention. Not that I'm not, you know, medically trained. I'm just not a field doctor. You could push the roll. I will try. And if not, I'll use more luck. Why the heck not? You can't use luck on a push roll, though. Oh, no! That was a closer failure. That was a closer <laughs> failure, yeah. Oh, so, what do you do to push that roll? What do you do to kind of do it better? 
I'm gonna change off the the bandage that is there and replace it with a new one that is gonna be like some I don't know maybe I'll like tear up some fabric from my dress or whatever that's not like completely ruined by like or like a handkerchief or something yeah like a handkerchief and just like wrap it around the shoulder as best I can okay as you do this the bandage that you are trying to wrap around her it blows in the wind but you catch it as it hits the okay. ground not thinking too much of it you go ahead and you apply the bandage okay Oh, now I have dirt and dead people on my shoulder. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> dirt and... Oh, God, it's horrible. It's worse. Um, yeah. Touch of the oh, grave. Oh, no. <laughs> dirt and dead people. As you read through this book, it tells you absolutely nothing about fairies or Celtic deities or anything like that. But it does make mention of this deity they call Basidiogar. Wait, what? <laughs> I heard the word ogre and I don't like this. <laughs> when she comes across that name, she will ask Degradith. Are you familiar with this name? Can I do roll a cult to see if I've somehow heard? This would not be a cult. This would be Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh, oh no. I definitely don't can I roll to see if I'm familiar with it? You are now familiar with it. Fair point. This is the first time that any of you have heard that name. Oh. And do any of you have rather high biology? Let me double check real quick. It would be a science. So, like, if you haven't... If you didn't set a science... Oh, no, no. I just... Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Not a, not a one. Alright. So, the name Basidiogur is new to you. It's new to all of you. And... It makes reference to a deity of old that was worshipped on these isles before the Romans, before the Celts, before much of recorded history. This book seems to have been written within like the past couple decades. But the name comes up over and over and over again, talking about talking about spells? Question mark? And talking about events that have happened in the world and these events have all been rather recent hmm. such as the great war such as the hundred years war stuff like that makes an appearance in some of the accounts that are mentioned in this book history you go through the history pretty quickly perhaps a war deity or a deity associated with war or chaos. Perhaps. You usually find that the followers of this are the ones that typically clean up the battlefields. Oh. Perhaps God of Death, then. Oh. Oh no. And you flip the page after the Great War and it's blank. And you turn the page again and you see that it goes into spells. There's only one, called the Spores of Basidiogur, and it depicts a ritual and pictographs that you must complete in order to truly learn this knowledge. The description on it is, do this if you are willing to follow and serve. I think I'm going to skip over this part. As you flip through it, you go into the next one, and it's a map of England. 
and you do see a couple X's across the map. There's one in Scotland, there's one in Ireland, and there's one in London. Is the one in London near where we are? Uh, not really. You're kind of a ways off from London. You're kind of at a midway point in England where you could go across the water into Ireland, you could go to Scotland, or you could go back to London, should you choose to. As you flip the page, you find there are more X's all across Europe. Victoria's sharing this information. Kind of sounds like she's talking to herself, but so the others can know. Just whenever she hits an important bit. As you turn the page from the one in Europe, no, you don't get a world map, but you do see notes written in a handwriting that you're familiar with at this point because you have exchanged letters with Charles. And it says, I believe that these marks denote the locations of the burial sites of this god named Basidiogar, or at least where their believers held a great deal of respect for. Confused as druids, I believe that these people have a darker motive. And as you see the E on motive, it trails off the end of the page, and the rest of the book is rather blank. I think he may have realized something just in time to be taken by these druids. Perhaps he asked the wrong person the wrong question. She's using just druids as a general term, knowing that's not accurate, but... Yeah, well, at this point, they're confirmed cultists. So you've been expositing this to Deckard and to Gabriella, correct? Yeah. Both of them lose for sanity. Oh. <laughs> Sorry! It's like the migraine that doesn't go away. Deckard <laughs> just looks at Victoria and is just like, I told you knowledge is a dangerous thing! And you would each gain one Cthulhu Mythos. Oh boy. Deckard, I believe you had already gotten yep. one Cthulhu Mythos from Thumbing Through This, so you don't gain anything. Boo! <laughs> what does Cthulhu Mythos do? So, its first utility is you'll be able to remember a lot of things about specifically the mythos that revolves around the old gods and the horrors that you're going to come in contact with. Okay. The other side of it is that it detracts from your maximum oh. sanity. So if you have one, it means that you are no longer able to get up to 99 sanity. Wanna know how many I started with? I don't. How many? Five. Oh my god. So you're at six Cthulhu Mythos, so yeah. 94 is your highest? Yeah. At some point, we should probably figure out how she started with five. Oh, well, it out. But yeah, you, as you read through this book, you know, you'd be able to read this through in maybe two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's only because you have advanced knowledge of these things. Usually, you know that people would have to take seven weeks to even comprehend all of this. But you, you on the other hand, 
this is an easy light read. I might keep this to read more later if you don't mind. Right. Although, maybe keep it to yourself, because hearing you talk about all those things... I don't know if a headache is the right word, but something felt off. Oh, sorry. It did feel off, and... Gabriella, as much as of a skeptic as you are, it's almost like one of those points in your life where you feel like a secret of the world that you know to be true instinctively is mm. true. And you continue to fight back against that. 100%. As the hour passes, what would you like to do? We should try to get back to my car or some form of vehicle get you to a hospital. We can't leave you like this. Yeah, that's probably be a good idea. We can always come back after some medical attention and bring some authorities and burn this whole place down. Still not entirely sure if that's a good idea. I think burning the house down will potentially spread will spread what they what it is. I think we need to con get in contact with those that sent us here. So, the whatever Ainsley, fake Fainsley was. I see we're walking and talking at the same time, following the path. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, talk we're taking the path. Yeah. Yeah, gotta skirt around the property as much as possible, but we need to at least go in that direction. If you don't mind me asking, how did the two of you end up talking with Ainsley? How did that correspondent start? Needed some advice. I kept talking about certain delusions, and I figured I could do some small work over correspondence, and then the rest when I came to visit. But then the will was introduced, and if I'll be quite frank, I needed the money. So I was willing to go for it. Of course, I didn't expect any of this to happen, and I, I honestly thought this would just be a fairly simple night. Decker just points at the Book of Cycles. I... Information. Just more information along the grounds of... pertaining to that subject. Now I understand why he was so knowledgeable. What about you, Victoria? I've always had an interest in the Fae and things that are beyond our understanding. You seem to have more information on that, so I started asking. Interesting. Gabriella. Mm -hmm. Something clicks in your mind. Oh. The way that you found out about Amesley was through a contact of yours hmm. by the name of Blackwell. Oh. Father Blackwell got you in correspondence with him. He wrote you a letter of recommendation to him, and you believe that maybe you should talk to him about this. I might have a lead. Uh, it would involve us leaving, but I don't. I don't think we're prepared for whatever this house has going on. Given that everything in there has tried to kill us, we should go get more information and then come back. Maybe without authorities. Maybe with someone else, but. I know a Father Blackwell who put me in touch with Ainsley, and I don't believe he would do that by accident. And I know he's the priest of Butcher St. Chapel. Is that close? 
That is in London. Okay. We should travel back to London. You said the, su the moon is setting, but the sun is starting to come up? The sun isn't coming up. The moon is heading down. If you look at the sky, it's a full moon, so it's about at 3 o'clock. It's been a long night for you guys. Yeah. Let's try to sneak to the garage, get my car, and we get out of here, get you some medical attention, and we'll speak to Father Blackwell. Does that name sound familiar at all? The name does not strike either of you. Deckard is okay with this plan. It's like, yes, let's do this. I agree with this course of action. We are definitely not prepared for the evils that are in that home. Alright. Certainly art. Awesome. She wiggles her hands. Also, I'm worried about this feeling on my arm. Yeah, we should get that looked at right away. She's been, like, moving her hand, trying to keep circulation, but also, ow. Oof, yeah. So, there's, like, a probably, a, like, a stable or garage off to the side of the, the manor house, right? Yes. It doesn't seem like there's anybody outside. Okay, that's good. I check with Bosco to see if he has any vibes he wants to let me know about. Bosco's sniffing the air, but does not smell anything. Okay. I feel a little bit more comfortable now. Still the Bosco with the jelly on his head, right? Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's the same Bosco. I've been literally holding him and carrying him. With the jelly? Yeah, but we put jelly on his head so that we could recognize him. Have you checked for the jelly recently? Wait a minute, I don't like this line of questioning. When would I have lost sight of Bosco? The jelly's there. Okay, the jelly's still there. You're just messing with me. Bosco, I let him know as we're getting to the car. I mean, I, obviously I'm looking around, but I, if I don't see anybody, I'm going to try to open the stable. Okay. You open up. It's a garage that you'd be entering into. And you see the cars there. It wasn't locked when you got there. Are the tires still intact? Yeah, that's what I was going to check. The tires are still there. <laughs> okay. You look around to all of the cars. Uh, each of you came in your own separate car. Whether you leave in them, one car, it's up to you. Or this is going to be how you survive a bear attack. It's just like the fastest <laughs> runner wins. Well, the thing about when you leave with more than one person in the car is make sure you know exactly how many people are in the car. Yeah, I pop the trunk. I like check the seats. I'm not. I'm not looking to be butler ambushed again. Terrifying. You do not see the butler in any of the cars. <laughs> Thank goodness. Do we see any signs of the maid? Out of character, when I was writing this session, I thought to put them in the oh, trunk. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I knew it! I decided against it um, a couple oh, hours ago. <laughs> they were gonna get a bullet to the face! That would've been so funny. It's just like, don't worry, we'll just get on out of here. And we pop the trunk, there's just a dude inside. <laughs> Oh, hello! <laughs> bah, 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 bah. You miss every shot and hit my <laughs> You take yeah. out the tires. Damn it! <laughs> I can't believe you missed all four shots and instead hit our tires. Hit all four tires. <laughs> On all the cars. I don't know how you did that. You only used four bullets. With that, I let Boss go into my car. I kind of look over. If there's anything you want to get from your car... And move it into mine. Probably rehaul one of the vehicles. Probably safest. That's why we can keep an eye out if we have any others joining. Yeah, and I'll be 
completely fair, I don't think the murderous druid cult members have an interest in our automobiles. It might be other things. Well, uh, we can always pick them up when we come back. So you guys have gotten into the cars? Yep. Yeah. Um, who wants to open up the garage <laughs> so you can get out? Didn't we have to open the car store to get into the garage? You had to open a human-sized door, not a car-sized Okay, Deckard will open the garage door. I'm scared. As you open the garage door, you see the butler and some of the other servants of the house standing there. Oh, God damn it! You have been listening to Beyond the Crumbling Veil, a Call of Cthulhu 7e actual play podcast by Styx Helix Productions, part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Podchaser or wherever you're listening, because it helps people find us and we appreciate it so much. Beyond the Crumbling Veil is DM'd by John Foman of Sticks Helix Productions. Deckard Lazarus is played by Brian from Dungeons and Pop. Gabriella Slaughter is played by Ian, who you can find in actual plays near you, and is at Ian Caliente on Twitter. And Victoria McGuire is played by Brianna Jean, who you can find at Brianna Jeans on Twitter. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. <laughs>